Hello and welcome to the Swing Smarter Hitting Training Podcast. This is your host, Joey Myers from HittingPerformanceLab.com. And I have the pleasure to bring back a ghost from my past. He's not a ghost. This is Dr. Matthew Scott. And it's Matthew T. Scott, right? If you want to go full, yeah. And back in the day, we used to call him Erlacher, Brian Erlacher for the Bears, because he looked just like him. That was his doppelganger, except maybe about half the size, probably. Oh, easy. easy. <laughs> so, uh, so Dr. Matt is a chiropractor. He was a pitcher at Fresno state when I was there. And one of the things that I read, I read somewhere for those that are looking to have a chiropractor come on board with your, on your team, on your movement team, a couple of things that you want to make sure if you don't have a friend that you know, who's good or, or whatever is they either have to deadlift more than you and, or played some sort of a college beyond sport played in played in a sport beyond on college and a lot of times you're, you can't go wrong with that sort of a chiropractor so first I want to welcome you on the show Dr. Matt thank you thanks for having me <laughs> and uh first question is uh is I wanted to ask you from your playing days so going back to those playing days and and any of the arm issues that you had because I know you had you had some injuries and things with your current knowledge of the body, the human body, central nervous system, all that kind of stuff. If you could go back in time and give yourself some advice, what would that advice be? I would see a chiropractor much more frequently than I did. <laughs> I only went when I was hurt <laughs> yeah. and they turned it right around. It's like, well, I waited a little too long on that. I pitched with an impingement freshman year for three months to the point I went from three quarter slot down the sidearm throwing junky stuff, went from 89 to 82 mm -hmm. and it hurt. And, uh, you know, the training staff, they did what they could and, oh, it's tendonitis. It's always tendonitis. Can't figure <laughs> it out. Tendonitis. And, uh, and then I took a weekend to go up. I think we were traveling and I left to go up to the Bay area and I saw a chiropractor up there who worked on my shoulder and middle of the next week I had no pain. And so I was able to go back up three quarter slot and uh, I ended up actually to grab some innings later in the season. Um, but man, I wish I would have done that six weeks, four weeks prior, or if I had somebody here, even if you don't use the guys on your team, like your medical team or your rehab or your strength and conditioning, have them on your team. It's the same as adults with their homeowners. Have the team, like an electrician, he, oh, who's your own people fit or network that way. And I'm like, no, this guy always takes care of me. Like, you got to see my guy. I want to be people's guy. And I didn't have a I wish then I would have used resources at my disposal wiser or had the training staff that had the wherewithal to do that type of referral. Right. Uh, I got you a little frozen face, but it's a good face though. I can still hear you. Uh, it's not like some weird, weird looking thing. Is my face frozen? There we go. Let me get you back. Boom. There he is. Now, now I got you on uh, muted. Mr. Two uh, Zoom since the uh, pandemic. <laughs> um, but her, her, I heard all that. I just did. I just saw this nice face where you're. It was kind of like that. So, sure. um, did your velo come back after that adjustment? Uh, it wasn't just an adjustment. He worked uh, some muscles in my rotator cuff. Uh, I had what's called an impingement syndrome, and it is a. Uh, it's more of a dyskinesis of the shoulder. We try to pinhole different injuries into specific diagnoses in the medical world so that we can write them down and send them to places that will approve of their payment. 
Well, it doesn't matter as much as what's really going on globally. It's not just one thing. There's one thing that ends up getting really injured, and that's one of the mu muscles of the rotator cuff. And that's what was going on with me, but it was really a dysfunction of the entire shoulder that was contributing to that injury, which typically will end in a tear and then surgical reconstruction, which you would go to a physical therapist and they would work on all the muscles that I should have been having worked on before I was actually injured. Right. And so it's this restoration of function that that's really what, uh, you know, these uh, complementary and alternative medicines, physical therapy, acupuncture, um, oriental medicine, chiropractic, I mean, massage therapy, all of these things that just have to do with motion. And if you can restore normal motion, people tend to be in less pain and function better and their structures don't break down. We just do it different ways. Chiropractic does it through the chiropractic adjustment. But we also use physiologic therapeutics, muscle work. So different forms of adjusting. It's, it's the same way of doing multiple things. If you look at uh, a vehicle and you turn and the alignment goes out in the tires, it's going to function differently than what it's designed. And it will not sustain the lifetime of the tire that it's supposed to. The same goes with the body. If you use it differently or it's not working the way that it's designed, it will break down faster. And unlike a car, you can't just fix the alignment and replace the parts. They're trying, but we try to restore the alignment and get those parts to last longer. And with my shoulder, it was turned down. I had the scapular winging. Every time I raised my arm, it would pinch the supraspinatus in the canal and it would gradually break down that, that tendon. The chiropractor worked on loosening some of those muscles, stripping them out with a muscle technique called ART, getting my shoulder to sit back properly, did some adjusting my shoulder. And I kid you not, in four or five days, that swelling. And I was 19, so I had like all the growth hormone. And so you heal faster when you're younger. Mm -hmm. And when you're that young, you can muscle through some serious problems until you're 25 and then you're wrecked. Yeah. And so that, if to answer your question very long, if I could go back to the time that I was in college, I would have a much better focus on my body than I did. Cause you're able to just wing it for a while when you're that young. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, for pitchers, say pitchers out there, even, uh, just ball players in general, uh, position players, what were some of the symptoms that you were experiencing that were you, like you said, Oh, it was tendonitis. It was tendonitis. Well, what were those mm -hmm. symptoms that you were, you were getting? So as soon as like a really easy thing is a painful arc syndrome is when you get to about, so I'll get in the camera, when you get mm -hmm. to about right there, the scapula starts to swing up and the humeral head moves up as well. And when you start to swing up this way, if the humeral head is not staying down in the glenoid fossa, it translates superior, it goes mm -hmm. up and it'll pinch the tendon at the top. So if the player goes like this, they go, ah, and then they kind of wrap around it. And then they're like this, mm -hmm. this area is okay. But getting there and then they go, oh, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And a real easy test is to reach across and reach up. Mm -hmm. And that, that closes down that canal and you go, Oh yeah, that's not good. Icing helps to control inflammation, but it's not going to solve problems. There's a reason that that is coming up and it's usually has to do with really, uh, the muscles participating in the group project that is to hold this down. There's a slacker or somebody is doing too much work and it stops it from functioning normally. And you get that pinch, uh, and that a little fr freeze action here, we get too much power in the pecs, internal rotators. It brings that humeral head forward. And the, the rotator cuff muscles in the back that do the external rotators, if you're not focusing on them, you're going to get an impingement at some point, especially pitchers. Mm -hmm. So what, what, um, do you know, what, did you sleep on it wrong? Do you know what really, or was it just wear and tear and it was just over time it did that? Uh, freshman year? No. 
I mean, it could have been any of those things. Uh, from a chiropractic standpoint, obviously I'm biased. Mm -hmm. The neurology, I didn't find out that I had a neck problem since I was probably 17, 18 years old. I didn't find out until I was about 26, 27. When I finally saw a chiropractor said, yeah, that pain that you're getting in your back, that's not from your, from your back. You know, that's not your rib that you keep getting adjusted. That's mm -hmm. your neck. Mm -hmm. I get x-ray in my neck and uh, I had a cervical reversal where I was supposed to have a nice pretty curve, but it was flat. Mm -hmm. And those nerves that leave the neck from the chiropractic standpoint, they all control the shoulder. The shoulder muscles, the rotator cuff muscles are controlled by the nervous system that leaves the neck. So uh, I started getting my neck adjusted, started tending my neck a bit more. And, you know, it, it starts to help tremendously. Um, from a uh, standpoint then where I was, a stomach sleeper, which is bad, um, that can affect the shoulder. I would imagine that it was more of a workout regime that I was not used to because that the college workout and the, mm. the demand on the body is so much different than high school. Um, high school is like, you got your couple hours in the weight room, you got your couple hours on the field. And then in colleges, you have eight to four in the, or eight to noon for classes. And from six to eight, you're in the weight room or you're training. And then afternoon, you are there until dinner time working out, doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and so that could have been, you know, overuse. It could have been something with my mechanics because I went from being a three-quarter slot guy to seeing Bob Bennett, who wanted me up top more like, you know, everybody kind of had the same mechanics and, uh, and my shoulder was like, I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was remodeling my body. So that could have been any of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, and looking back then, I mean, that was, that seemed to be one of my least injuries. I broke a couple toes. Uh, I had Tommy John. So mm -hmm. those were more like bigger impact, easier to target how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You, you mentioned that kind of leads into this, this, text neck type of culture that these kids are getting into with their phones. And uh, you mentioned the the whole neck issue and then the, the, would you call it reversal cer cervical reversal? Yeah. And yes. I came in to see you. This was, um, I mean, it's the first time I've seen you since, since ball, I yeah. think. And I came in and you said, oh, let's get it. Let's get an x-ray. I think you had an idea what was going on. And I had just come off of, I was in, in the weight room in our, in our Fresno state weight room doing cleans. And that day I'd woke up with a stiff neck. Batman neck. And, uh, in between rounds, I started just kind of stretching it out. Mm -hmm. And then I went down and went wham and pulled it. And I was like, Oh, it was like just burst of pain. Just wow. Mm -hmm. Horrible. And it was a couple months. I, I think I'd seen you probably, it was probably six months after that initial injury. Mm -hmm. And it was so bad to where I had to like lift my head off the pillow. I, I just couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't bring it up. So when I come see, say, all right, let's get you an x-ray. So I got an x-ray and we come back and we, we both huddle over the, over the little thing you got to, to look at the x-ray and you go, you see these little beaked things here on your vertebrae? Uh, that's not good. Uh, that's, and I was, I think 35 at the time, mid thirties. And you said, yeah, that's going to be some early onset arthritis, blah, blah, blah. And it was just from there. And then, you know, we worked on a couple of things to, to re-reverse the reverse uh, cervical. But if you hadn't gone through it, you know, I don't know if you would have or would not have been kind of razor focused on that, but that's, that's the reality today. Well, it's uh, yes, big time computers, you know, and then the weight room, you know, people are down here like this, they're doing their thing, you know, they're working. Mm -hmm. Um, and then people on their computers are sitting like this. It's a, it is a forward head posture world that we're in now. 
And uh, I mean, you get in a car and they drive to work and then they sit down at the computer and their mm. heads forward, we get caught tube suck, you get pulled in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then they got the phones and the video game. It's all, everything's like in front of you and we're not out and open this way. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the easier patients to treat are the ones that aren't in front of the computer. They're the ones coming in off the fields. Mm. Um, to your point, when you were doing your lifts, I get 20, 25, 30 year old men that come in and they go, yeah, I woke up and I did a stretch and I felt this pain in my neck and I can't turn my head that way, but I can go like this just fine. I go, yeah, what'd you do yesterday in the gym? And I'm like, oh, well, I did some upper body. This, so you do military press. They go, yep, you know, military <laughs> press. Because when you, when you lift up like that, it causes that levator scap muscle to pull back on that cervical curve. And if you're predisposed to that injury, man, that thing will spasm and it's like nothing else. Sometimes it lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts two weeks. Mm -hmm. I never know who that person's going to be. I've had that happen to me pulling up my sock in the car before I had my neck work done. Mm -hmm. And just lean forward, pull up a sock and go, uh oh, oh man, I did something bad. <laughs> really? Pulling up a sock? Really? <laughs> or racking a bench, just putting the weight back up. It was like, oh, uh oh. And that one lasted a day, thank God. But mm -hmm. like I said, sometimes it lasts a long time, sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time, if you can discover it, we put somebody on, we put you on the dental roll. Yep. Yeah. Are you so still using that as a protocol? I'm not good about it, but no, no, no. Are you, uh, you know, I know I'm not as oh, do good I? either, but do you yeah, still yeah. use that as a protocol <laughs> for your clients? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Because the people who are disciplined enough to use it or we get foxhole religion, you know what that is? What is it? You only Fox have relig foxhole religion. Uh -huh. You only get, you only find God. You start praying when the bombs are falling in a right. around you in the foxhole. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when you're injured, you're like, Oh shoot, I got to do this. Right. <laughs> Or you're, yeah. I had a dentist appointment this morning, a dentist appointment's coming up. You're like flossing and brushing, brushing three teeth. times a day, yeah. just so you don't want to be, you know, embarrassed. <laughs> so the uh, same thing happens with the neck is we tend to focus on it. We go, oh, my neck's hurting. I got to do this. We got to do it all the time. And I'm, I'm the same. If, if my roll isn't out, I don't do it. Mm -hmm. If my neck hurts, roll comes out. I start doing it and it helps. But the goal is to use that over time because we can actually change that cervical curve to be more functional in this curve shape so that the weight of the head doesn't push. And like, to your point, like what's going on with you uh, and for your audience, because it happens a lot, whiplash injuries at a very young age, they need to be tended to because you won't have pain after day three or four if you're less than 25 years old. It'll just go away. And the EMT, see after the accident, well, you're going to be a little sore tomorrow. Sore is not having to pick your head up <laughs> a day or two after the accident. That's bad. You tore some ligaments. Yeah. And so when we see these folks that, have been complaining about neck, upper back. Now they're getting numbness tingling down the arm. I go, Ooh, what happened to your neck 10, 15 years ago? You know, uh, this, the curve studies, we didn't even know that the curve was as important as it is until about 1995. We didn't have the studies that showed that if you reverse the cervical curve enough, you're going to have problems in five, 15, 25 years. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks don't realize that. Um, and then they just shake it off and, and then they find out that they have a problem later. And a lot of these happen in the younger time in life. I was a stomach sleeper. I got rear-ended when I was like 16 years old. It was a total tiny thing. Mm -hmm. But if you played football or you're a flyer, cheerleader, mm -hmm. uh, you've ridden horses, motorcycles, quads, anything that could have caused that whipping sensation, you might want to get that checked out, especially if you're getting upper back pain, headaches, you know, difficulty looking right and left. You should be able to look right over your right and left shoulder 90 degrees with no problem. And if you can't, you got problems going on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, explain that dinner roll a little bit, explain, um, like the, you know, what it is and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a 
foam roll that's specifically designed to help restore the cervical curve by lying over it. So it acts like a fulcrum. So the same way that you would take something like this and you, you just put it on top and then the curve, you, the weight of your head drops down. We try to size it appropriately so that the patient's head rests comfortably on the ground. It's not really great if it floats. The sizing, you can use books to try to get away with it. Use magazines to like, you know, oh, we can't do it. They need to be like one more centimeter. So just slide a book under there. You can play with that. But when the curve goes from this to that, and you usually you can target where that curve is reversed using uh, cervical spine lateral x-rays. And then we can lie somebody over it. And you got to find that spot, that point where it's more comfortable and the patient can lay like this. Ligaments have an ability to... Uh, stretch to a point where they actually stay stretched. So there's enough collagen fibers in there that we can reshape ligaments. Same way that braces move teeth is over time, you can actually retrain the ligaments to be, uh, allow your head to go back. But when they heal in the forward head posture, real flat, you, I could say, okay, pull your head back. You go, yeah, okay. And you go, God, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, this is much better. And so you pick up that bad posturing when you're the same way that you put a couch in one spot and it like, holds on to the, it pushes on on the carpet and then you move the sofa and it's like changed. Mm -hmm. um, that's plastic deformation or uh, you break down the tissue or the material enough that it can't spring back up. It loses its elasticity. The right. same thing happens to our ligaments. And we find that about 10 minutes is really where that stretch point occurs to where we start creating permanent change. Mm -hmm. So we can get somebody to lie on that roll somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes, multiple times a week. We start to see a cervical curve change over the course. And it takes a long time. And we're talking about if you can do it three times a week over the course of a year, you'll change your neck. Mm -hmm. And if you catch it early enough to the head, when it sits out over your shoulders, it puts about two thirds of the weight of the head is carried through the facet joints in the back, which are like segmental joints. There's two on each side, one on top, one on bottom. And then the disc in the middle. Well, the facets in the back hold about two thirds of the weight of the head and the disc only holds about a third. So in your case, and in my case, when we have forward head posture, you can split that 50-50 or even reverse it completely. And the disc is not made for that. And it will break down over time. And so we see those bone spurs start to form because the body starts to adapt and shore it up to give it some more stability. But the biggest problem is it puts us in a position where you can herniate the disc or at least get a protrusion into the posterior canal because mm -hmm. we lose the, the cervical spine is supposed to stack in this curve and the front side of the disc is supposed to be bigger. If you reverse that, it leaves more pressure towards the back. It's like stepping on a jelly donut, mm -hmm. making it go out the back. And we don't want that because then you get numbness tingling down the arms, you get headaches, you get all kinds of problems. And impingements or, or space-occupying lesions in the cervical spine where your cord goes down, that affects the rest of you. Mm -hmm. So you get a tiny little disc bulge in your mid-back, you're going to feel it. You get a tiny bulge in your lower back or tight hamstrings, you're going to feel it. And so the neck is like, it's so, so important to try and maintain that curve. And especially with young athletes, your athlete wears a helmet. That's a lot of weight. You play football. You think those guys don't get racked around a little bit? Mm -hmm. They do. Exactly. And then you're, yeah, you're talking about for every, I think I've heard for every inch forward your head is that adds an extra 10 pounds to your, to your neck or something Correct. like that. Yeah. Your neck has to be able mm -hmm. to stabilize. And then you put a helmet on top of that. That's what 10 pounds or whatever it is, five pounds. I don't know what it is. What is it? Yeah. One of the nastiest necks that I've ever seen was a helicopter pilot's neck. And, you know, he's probably had some trauma in his life, but those things are heavy. And they look down through a little window mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. And they're working long hours, jet pilots, they're pulling G-forces, wearing those heavy helmets. They're doing this all day. Mm -hmm. Ooh, man, 
torture. Wow. Well, hey, before we, we, we let you go and tell people where they can find you and all, all that good stuff, um, any other things that, that you're seeing with athletes coming in, young athletes, besides the next stuff that, that you're like, hey, we, we need, this is what it is, and then this is maybe what they can do to, to help fix it? Especially parents. I don't know if parents are, or the kids are watching your podcast, but with, when it comes to parents, kids don't complain of back pain unless something's up, uh, unless they're trying to manipulate the language that happens. But, uh, back pain is something that they haven't lived long enough to develop bad habits. If they're complaining about back pain, be aware of it. Take them to the pediatrician, talk to your pediatrician, connect your providers. You know, this doesn't have to be oh my guy over here that you, your people need to get along, mm-hmm. um, and to be able to enter refer. But when it comes to back pain with kids, neck pain with kids, something's going on. They don't just complain about this stuff. They fall off a bike, they scrape their knee, how many hurts. And in two days, they're probably fine. But if they're consistently complaining of back pain, find somebody who's very comfortable with kids and can get to it because those problems, their body will adapt. The whole, you know, those tires that go crooked on the car, what do we do? We don't drive in circles. We turn the wheel. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that the kid's body is going to do. It's just going to adapt and change. And over time, that's going to be their new norm. And it's not built to work that way. And it will break down. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I see a lot with kids now is the amount of play and competitive time that these kids spend with sports, especially gymnasts or kids that are one sport kids where they're doing soccer year round, baseball year round. When, when I was a kid, we used to go from different sports and you actually fire, you use different muscle groups and different movement patterns. That's really important, but there's also important times for having breaks, not getting enough protein. My kids love carbs. I'm like, you need to have protein, trying to find protein shakes and stuff to just get protein in them so they can recover and they can heal. But the biggest thing that I see is kids that are in a competitive sport nonstop and are growing. If they're going through growth spurts, especially in those teen years, especially like preteen, teen, and some of these kids sprout up big time between 17 and 18. Well, when they're heavily competitive at 16, 17, 18 years old, their growth plates are still open. They've got more growth hormone than they will ever have in their entire life. And they're pushing things to the limit. And now they're starting to weight train. So we've got all these things going into it and it all puts stress and strain on different growth, growth plates. And, uh, for a lot of people who don't know this, your bones actually will grow. The growth plates can have a tendency to grow faster than the muscles can keep up. Mm-hmm. And that's where those growing pains come in. That's where Osgood slaughters, which we treat very successfully using, uh, pain away lasers. So we use these, uh, infrared lasers and also deep penetrating lasers that can help cells to regenerate and, and get better faster. And we use that as a, a, a physiologic therapeutic as an aside, but pay attention That's in the to knees, things. right? That's in the knees. Osgood slaughters. Osgood slaughters. Yeah. But you also get Seavers diseases in the heel. You get yep. epicondylitis for mm-hmm. pitchers, tennis players, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And those are things that, and this is the hardest thing for athletes to do rest. They mm-hmm. don't like it. I hate taking athletes out of their sport because I know they don't want to do that, mm-hmm. but they have to take that, you know, they have to take that calculated risk. So I take three weeks off right now, or I have surgery in a year and a half and now I'm out for a season. Right. What do you want to do? Are you going to lose a scholarship when you're 15? No. Are you going to lose your sponsorships when you're a 12 year old little girl? No. Take the time, rest. You'll be fine. Wheaties will call you later, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to take the time off from a sport and not push through it. Otherwise, you know, you're screwed, not just for sport, but now you got a problem for life. Right. Right. Totally. Great, great advice. Um, where can people find you? Dr. Matt Scott. I know some out there will Dr. Be- Matthew Scott, Dr. Matthew Scott.com. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I'm Alliance Chiropractic here in Fresno. It's kind of Fresno Clovis border around the corner of Chestnut Turnin. It's kind of this medical mecca in here. Yeah. Um, and I'm on uh, the other things like the, the Yelp and all that. But I don't tend to the Yelp as much. I don't do Groupons. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly word of mouth. I do next to zero online marketing. It has not been uh, a real great patient producer, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the word of mouth is is really key. And I do special, I specialize in disc protrusions and disc injuries because of the techniques that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, they're low force. They're very comfortable. Um, I'm the only cox flexion distraction doctor that's certified in this area and has the the uh, 18 or the the eight, which is the latest model. It's the Lamborghini at tables. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it provides a lot of relief for people who don't want to have surgery and are having sciatica or radiculopathy down in the hands and fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I work hand in hand with the, uh, Alliance health, which is a PT clinic. We're actually in the same building, um, which is nice because if somebody needs to transition from my care to pre-world activity, I can refer them over to, uh, Alliance health for their rehab. And vice versa, if somebody can't do their rehab, they go, man, your disc is like super jacked up. You got to go see Dr. Scott and then just call us when you're ready to come back in. And it's a nice, we wanted to build that. So the patients had options. We have massage therapy here. Uh, we refer out for nutrition. Um, so we tried to build this multidisciplinary practice so that people could go and, and the providers could communicate quickly. And it just, it works better for patients. They go, you know any good physical therapists? And I say, well, we have a physical therapist here. This is what they specialize in. If you've used one before, you know, I want you to be comfortable. There's no pressure. Just like their PT, the PT patients see other chiropractors in the area. Uh, our massage therapist is crazy busy. Like we, it's hard to get patients in because she's so good and it's hard to keep massage therapists around. So uh, we've got a really good working design here and we're all separate businesses. So it, it is very doable. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it, it's a great one-stop shop is is probably, it sounds a little bit more like those that are listening. And those that are in California or those that can travel to Fresno, Fresno, those that are in California know kind of where Fresno's at, smack dab in the middle. And it's a good good distance, two and a half from the Bay Area and about three and a half, four and a half, depending on traffic, I guess, from the, the SoCal area. So um, if for those in, that are interested, have their kids want to come check them out, come, come check out Dr. Matt Scott. Again, like I said, remember the the couple rules that you want when you when you hire a chiropractor or even PT. Can I mean you apply the same rule to any of the other health practitioners? Is uh, can they deadlift more than you? Number one, and number two, do they play at a high level? Right, so they understand high level athletics and and things like that. So hey, I want to thank you for your time, Mister Doctor Matt Scott, and uh, you know we'll have to have maybe a a part two at some point. Sounds good, Joey. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. All right, let me stop this and then. Uh, where are we at here? Zoom always changes their stuff around. There we go.